Well, Nick, a lot has changed since you and I were on a podcast together. Uh, man, where do we start? Twitter. We missed you last to... week. Yeah, I missed you too, man. You know, but hey, you got to see me in person last week, so I guess that makes up for it. But uh, I mean, you just I... made every single listener jealous because it's it's Nick one, listeners zero. That's Hanging it. out with Charlie. That's it. That's it. You uh, got out of here before the snow started, though, uh, and I'm I didn't go with you, which is a mistake on my part. You know, uh, there's always room for you here in Atlanta. To- I've Toby, been told uh, Toby said he will gladly share his room with you. <laughs> his room? For, okay. Yeah, for, for those, for we'll those talk, of you who We'll know, talk Toby, about that at the pod. Yeah, we for can... those of you who don't know, Toby is my dog, and he does have his own room in my house, yes. <clears throat> but anyway, man, a lot has changed since you and I were on the pod together. The Sabres are a complete dumpster fire, which I guess it really isn't a surprise, but the way the season started, it's kind of surprising. The Bills have lost two in a row, and Twitter is falling apart by the minute. Um, it's a crazy world we live in, but uh, we got to um, dive I'm, right I'm, in. I'm, it's funny you say that. I'm making an account on Mastodon as we speak. To, as, as a backup plan for Twitter? Yep. I mean, real quick, Nick, I got to ask you. I was going to say this for the end of the podcast, but I guess I'll ask you now. If you could send one last tweet, if your if your next tweet was your last tweet, what would you want it to say? Well, I mean, is Twitter like is anyone going to see it? Or like, is it is it existing in perpetuity? I or? mean, it, you could you could tweet something tonight, and it could be up till sometime tomorrow, and then Elon Musk says Twitter's done and closes it down forever. Well, I know, but I mean, am I am I like people would people see like it. you know the, the last message before they also die to see the last you know two hours, or is this yes. like you know yes. my my Hall of Fame, my gravestone here? The people can it, go it, back forever. It is the last tweet that will ever be seen by other people. Oh wow! Um, I would probably just tell them what other social networks to find me on. <laughs> Spoken like a true journalist. Spoken like a true journalist. Uh, I would just probably tell Elon Musk to go fly a kite at this point because Twitter is the only way I get all my sports news being out of town and and not having to listen to a lot of the local stuff there. But uh, anyway, man, I'm still depressed from last week Sunday. I was at the game. Uh, Buffalo had the game won 10 times, but I think the bigger storyline, Nick, that we have to jump in and talk about right away is Josh Allen's struggles lately. He struggled um, in the second half of Green Bay. He struggled pretty much, seemed like the entire game against the Jets. Struggled in the second half. I thought he had a good first half. Um, I don't know about you. I thought he had a pretty good first half against the Vikings last week, but definitely struggled in the second half. But since week five, Nick, Josh Allen has had 14 turnovers. How does that, um, you know, obviously compared to what we've seen. Now, now I will say this to kind of calm everyone down early on in the podcast this week. Don't forget, Patrick Mahomes, I believe it was last year, had a, uh, you know, had 10 interceptions through three games, or I'm sorry, 10 interceptions through nine games, similar to where Josh Allen is currently. And I think Patrick Mahomes turned out just fine. So what are your thoughts on Josh Allen right now, the, the struggle from Josh Allen that we've seen? Are we seeing a regression? Is Josh Allen taking some steps back or – is this really who Josh Allen was all along? But he had some other guys like Cole Beasley um, and other players around him to help maybe mask those issues. Well, uh, the thing about his turnovers is it's not just 
Oh, it's a turnover. It's the, these are red zone turnovers. These are end zone turnovers. These are man that fumble in the end zone. Like I don't, I didn't like look into it this deep. But if you ranked like every single play in NFL history in terms of like if it helped, you know, improve your win percentage, hurt you, like that might be like the biggest negative win percentage play, like one of them in NFL history. Yeah, the the game was won at that point. I mean, I I was jumping up and down. I was hugging my wife at the game like the game was over. Right. I mean, I'm sure you know you could think of a team, you know, in a in a I don't know some some crazy situation where they had the ball on you know about the score to go up more and it got pick six whatever it was, or maybe um, a couple years ago. Remember the Saints? Was it the Saints? They did they did like a. You know, like some miracle, you know, laterals returning a kickoff and then they uh, missed yeah. the extra point and lost. Yes, that would be correct. So, I mean, if that game was going to go to overtime, that would have been 50% win percentage and then just down it. Like, I, that's a huge drop, 50%. I mean, with the Super Bowl, Seahawks on the goal line when they didn't hand off the Lynch and they got picked. I mean, your expected points from there is pretty high. I don't know. I'm sure there's been you know interceptions late that got taken back. Uh, point being, I'm sure you could you could find one worse than this if you really looked, but not much. Yeah, I mean, not much. So uh, for me, it's not just the mistakes. Mistakes happen. It's it's that they're bad mistakes. The Bills have th- three games in a row, no touchdowns in the second half. I'm gonna I'm gonna my own opinion. Josh Allen didn't look 100% with that elbow last week. I thought there were some throws, maybe even one of the late interceptions, where he thought he was going to zip one to his guy, and it just didn't get there. So maybe it's a bad bad play. Patrick Peterson's very good. Maybe Isaiah McKenzie shouldn't run out of bounds and let his guy go cover somebody else. Maybe Josh Allen should just take a darn check down. I mean, if you, if you, know, you watch back the play – and um, I think one of, one of our favorite uh, Twitter uh, podcast guests, he tweeted out like the reverse angle. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Luke Russer tweeted tweeted the picture. Singletary's wide open, like five wide yards open. downfield. Josh Allen's forced on a 25-yard throw into what it ended up being, I guess you would call it double coverage at that point, when he had a running back open with time left on the clock, no reason to force it. And also they're in overtime at that point. You've already gotten a tie. You have your field goal. Don't lose the tie. No, so anyways, sure. uh, Josh Allen's quotes this week were basically along, along the lines of, I need to play smarter. We were playing smarter before. It's not conservative. It's just smart. Um, and honestly, I think he's going to be fine. I think a lot of that stuff this week was over the top. I think – you know, the betting sites still believe in the Bills. They're still third. I'm sorry, they're, they're third in their division, but they're still the number one odds to win the division. They're still the number one odds to win the Super Bowl. I think this is a little overblown. It's not great, but um, I'm on team don't panic yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on team kind of, you know, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, relax, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think Josh Allen's going to be okay. I, I do feel like I'm now. I'm not blaming the elbow as much as I as, as I think you are, Nick, or, or or putting any kind of blame on the elbow. If you go back and look at that throw, the last throw that he made that was picked off in overtime, 
that wasn't an elbow issue. If you want my opinion, it was a timing issue. Josh Allen looked looked at his man and he threw the ball behind Davis. You know, and and I get it, right? There was a safety kind of creep in there, and, and yet that ball probably should have never been thrown in the first place. But he also threw a bad ball behind his receiver. What did he expect to happen there? You know, it was just a bad, bad throw by Josh Allen. Same thing with the other interception early on in the game. Just it's fourth and two, and I get it. But if he also throws the ball away there, they get the ball in the nine or something like that inside the 10 and not not run the ball out to the 20 yard line. And thank God someone was there because Patrick Pearson almost took that one back to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Josh Allen almost hurt himself trying to make the tackle. He did. He did. He did. Um, but I mean, you know, on top of that, <clears throat> do you feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, do you feel like, I'm going to ask this because this came up last week, you know, and talking with family and, and stuff. Do you think that Gabe Davis is a legitimate number two receiver for in the, in the NFL? Or That's do you feel like question. the need for, and I'm going to say his name, Odell Beckham Jr., is needed in Buffalo? It's a great question. Gabe Davis has proven he can certainly be an advantageous player. You know, when the coverage presents itself, when they're leading toward digs, when he's on, he can have four touchdowns in a playoff game. And I think a lot of times when you talk to young players, something that they say is, I just need to work on consistency because when they're on, they're on. And what they haven't learned yet is, is when you're a pro, you got to win. Sometimes you got to win with your B game. You know, you're not always going to have your best. Um, So Gabe Davis this year has not really proven that he can be a legitimate number two weapon. Right now he's in, Average number two on an average offense, and right, he's kind, he's kind of bringing it down a little bit on an elite offense. He is struggling with drops. He is not getting a ton of separation. You just, I don't know what more to say. He doesn't always look like he's open, and when he does, he's he's not catching it. So he, you know, if I gotta imagine, I don't. I was huge on Gabe Davis going into this year, and I still couldn't get him on any fantasy teams. I would have to imagine he's got to be such a frustrating fantasy player. Some weeks he's getting, you know, 25, and some weeks he's getting three. The Pittsburgh week is a perfect example of that, right? Like he had the big 98-yard catch early on and, you know, another big touchdown later on and and so on and so forth. And now, you know, he's not able to turn much. I do have him on one of my leagues, uh, as well as Josh Allen, who's also been frustrating. Uh, he's on the same team as Gabe Davis. And it's just frustrating to have those two on the same team. But, um, yeah, I, I think, look, I think Gabe has been struggling a lot throughout the year. And and I think part of that, though, also goes back to Josh Allen and the simple fact that I feel like, and this is just me with my amateur eyes watching, watching the game on TV like everybody else, I feel like Josh Allen is trying to force that deep ball, force that hero ball, force that highlight play too much. If you go back to the Rams game and even part of the Titans game as well, Josh did a really, really good job of taking what the defense was giving to him. Hmm. Right now. And it's ever, ever since that, even in the Miami game, you know, and I was at that game as well. Maybe I just need to stop going to football games. (laughs) Like I am bad luck. Um, I love how but, everyone's like, "Oh, it's me." I wore my lucky shirt. I sat in the same spot. Like that's that's stuff's hilarious to me. It's funny. I, I I we'll get back on topic here in a second. My buddy, who is not a Bills fan, sent me a cameo this week. I should probably post it on the 
on the page here. Came out this week from Sal Capaccio telling me that I am bad luck for the Bills and I should not be going to any more Bills games this year unless they don't matter because I am 0 for 2 this year. But anyway, um, but, but going back to, to even the Miami game, Josh started playing too much of the hero ball. You know, let, let me see what I can get deep. And I think a perfect example of that was that last pass in overtime. Even that, even that pass on, on fourth and two, it was a, hey, I know I can make this throw on a good day. Let me, let me, let me just force it in there, right, and, and it'll be beautiful and whatever. I'm tired of the hero ball from Josh Allen. I mm-hmm. loved the Josh Allen that takes the two, three-yard dumps. I loved the play call by Ken Dorsey that was only having the receivers go a couple yards and turn. What happened to that? I blame Dorsey as much – you know, as Josh Allen for Josh Allen's regression right now. I'm not, you, not you are a regression. big Ken Dorsey hater. I, I do like Ken, and, and I have been high on Ken Dorsey, I feel like, most of the year. Right. But his play call lately has been under scrutiny. And, and not the whole game. Second half play call by Ken Dorsey has been absolutely putrid. I mean, if Josh Allen wouldn't have got picked off in the end zone so many times, then they wouldn't have had these second half problems. Right, but go back to okay, perfect example, the Vikings game. But Buffalo's up 17 points, right? Delvin Cook runs the ball for 81 yards, scores a touchdown. After that Delvin Cook run, do you know how many times the Buffalo Bills ran the ball with a running back? I'm gonna say three. Twice for the rest okay. of the game. And that was halfway through the third quarter. So halfway through the third quarter, you are running the ball three times with a running back. You can't do that. Devin Singletary ran the ball well against Minnesota. They look good. Why are you going out and trading for a guy like Naheem Hines and not using him in this offense? Even a guy like James Cook. It's a fair you question. you got to find ways to get those guys incorporated in this running game because your running game is continuing to struggle. And if you want to take pressure off Josh Allen, you find ways to get the running game going. And thank God this week was moved, and we'll talk about that here in a couple minutes. But thank God this week was moved because that plays so much more into Buffalo's favor than what it would have been in a snow-and-blowing Buffalo football Hmm. weather, right? But, you know, on, on top of that, right, you don't have a good running game. Now Buffalo only has four active wide receivers on this roster. They lost Isaiah Hodgins, who I was real high on for a long time. Lost him on waivers to the Giants. He had two big catches last week for 40-something yards. Um, and, and they have three guys on the practice squad. Tanner Gentry, Isaiah Coulter, and Keyshawn Johnson. Not the Keyshawn that I'm sure everyone's thinking about. This is Keyshawn, K-E-E-S-E-A-N. Um, no relation, I'm sure. But he is... So there's your three. I mean, who you you know they got to call someone up. You also have pass catching backs. I get it, right? You have, um, uh, you 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 have who you traded for in Naheem Hines. You have James Cook. You can use both those guys in multiple ways. But they lost a day of practice on Wednesday because guys were sick. They practiced today. They may lose a day tomorrow of practice if the guys can't get to the stadium. Hmm. It's a tough week right now for Buffalo to be down to four receivers and really not having another weapon outside of Stefan Diggs for Josh Allen to trust. Give me Reggie Gilliam. Mm-hmm. All right, so speaking of Dorsey, something I've worried about, wondered about this year, what happened to Dawson Knox? Did, did he personally mm. offend Ken Dorsey? <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that seems to be the big question going around with everybody right now. What what did happen with Dawson Knox? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I just is he is he not open? Is does you know Gabe Davis playing better? Open up everybody else? Does he? I mean, I, I really don't know. He seems like he's like he's such an afterthought right now. It seems like he, he blocks a lot. Um, I could be totally wrong. Maybe that's what, you know, I'm just getting frustrated no, at that point I, in the game I, and I'm I looking like for him I and he's blocking. Him, I feel like I saw him running a lot of routes. Um, I feel like I saw him a lot. I felt like he, um, I felt like he had, has a lot of opportunities in this offense, but goes back to what I just ranted about. Josh doesn't seem to be wanting to look for that short pass. Josh wants to look for that 10, 15 yard pass downfield. And Knox is a guy who you can send on a five yard, seven yard route, stop turn, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, that it's a very Cole Beasley thing to do, and they are missing mm. Cole Beasley badly, and they've done a terrible job. Absolutely terrible job. You no, know, I got I gotta stop to replace you. Beasley and Sanders. They're missing they're missing 2020 Cole Beasley. Yes. Okay. I'll give you that. 2021 Cole Beasley, he wasn't it. But at least Emmanuel Sanders helped take a lot of that pressure off of Stefan Diggs as well. Now you don't have any of that. Sure. Because because Gabe Davis is dropping balls. Go back to the Jets game. He had the ball right off his chest. That could have been the game-winning touchdown at the end that Josh Allen heaved in the longest pass in NFL history downfield, right? Um, but I think the perfect place that they need to start utilizing a guy like, like Dawson Knox Use him in the red zone. Where's your quarterback struggling right now? In the red zone. From 20 yards in. Find ways to use Dawson Knox in the red zone. He's a good pass catcher. I think he's proven that in the last two years. What do you think? He has. I mean, he was – last year seemed like his breakout year because before last year he was, he was mediocre. Just another guy, you know. Last year was amazing. And, you know, if, if you were looking at the span of his career, which one's the outlier, the amazing one? I will say he's had to block a little bit more this year than what I think he normally does because the offensive line has just looked terrible again in the last few weeks. So I feel like Man, the, the they put Reggie Gilliam in there to block. They need That's who I am more upset about them not utilizing more. Big Reggie Gilliam guy, you know – I Truthfully, I, I was kind of hoping if it was snowing and blowing this week in Buffalo and the Bills were playing there um, on Sunday, that it would be a big Reggie Gilliam game because that game, that, that is a perfect Reggie Gilliam type weather game. Um, but no, they, they need to find ways to get Reggie Gilliam involved in some form or fashion. Put him on the line, whatever it is. Put Dawson Knox in like, uh, you know, I, I guess the H-back type of position or whatever you want to do it. Let him run routes. You got to find another weapon for Josh Allen because you cannot continue to throw the ball to Diggs. If they continue, if if a team goes out there and double teams Stefan Diggs, where is Josh Allen going with the ball? I don't want my QB one running fifteen times because his number one target is covered. You know, and I mm-hmm. think the other thing that needs to be mentioned as well, Nick, outside of the whole Dawson Knox thing. Wait, hold on, right there. One thought uh, okay. to answer your other question way back before yes. you get ahead. Uh, should they sign Odell Beckham? Answer yes. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I figured that was just a given answer. I thought, thought that was more of a 
rhetorical question at that point. Um, but the other thing that I'm not seeing a lot of is screenplays with your running backs. Giving your quarterback just a quick dink dunk to your to your mm-hmm. running back and letting them take take the ball. Again, you have a guy like Naheem Hines for this. You have a guy like James Cook who can do this. Those are two guys with speed. Utilize them. Find ways to use them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, Josh Allen gets in his head. I threw for let's say 350 yards last game. It doesn't mean the ball had to go 350. Like you got to trust your people. Like take the easy mm-hmm. short stuff. That there's so many worse quarterbacks that teams are are propping up and winning with because they know how to take the easy stuff because they can't do what Josh Allen can do, and he almost wants to like show it off on every single play. Not that it's like an arrogance thing, but it's like. I don't know. You know, they lost a couple games. You get behind, and it's like it's like in baseball. If you're down a bunch, you know you can't score. You can't score seven mm-hmm. runs on one swing. Like you got to take what's in front of you and and pass the baton. And that goes again. It goes back to what we were just saying. Find a way to take what the defensive is giving you. Find a way to um, get the ball to your um to to other playmakers on mm-hmm. this offense because you're not finding any way to utilize your playmakers. It, it, it's ridiculous. It is re- absolutely right. ridiculous. I, I mean, Listen, I'm, I'll, I'm, t- I'll tell you what. I think they have two good bounce-back opportunities this week, Sunday, Thursday, same field in Detroit, in a dome, perfect conditions, they're going to get right against Cleveland and against Detroit. I think they're both pretty beatable teams. Detroit's defense is especially lousy. Their offense is like low-key, not that bad, but their defense stinks. Good running game. Yeah. Detroit. yeah. Well, you know, I, I was referring specifically to Bill's offense there. So, yeah, okay. Bill's run defense is going to be tested because it's the exact same thing as last year and the year before that is that even, you know, when people get out injured, McDermott can still scheme up some coverage. They really just got to stop the run, all right? And they probably – and some people, I want to look at it and say with the game being moved, they caught a break because Cleveland would have just ran like crazy. Um, and guess yeah. what? They probably still will. That's their bread and butter. They have the people to do that. If you can't stop it, it's going to keep happening. It's the Jacoby Brissett effect. I mean, the last time the game was moved, the Bills were playing Jacoby Brissett. I'm sorry, no, the last time you had the big snow game with mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett, now you were scheduled to have another snow game, and mm-hmm. guess what? Jacoby Brissett is the starter for Cleveland. Yeah, um, just for the record, like the snow probably wouldn't have been that bad by 1 p.m. Sunday. I think it was more about getting people here. Yeah, it seems more of the safety of trying to get people there, and I get it. Like I understand, but at the same time, it's like you're kind of also missing out on a home game now and all the fun right. that could have been had with all that. But, I, I mean, I also understand, like, hey, you got to put everyone else um, – yeah, everyone else in the area safety ahead of of your football team, and and you know it's not not the wrong move. It's just a yeah. I, I just don't understand it, right? So the Bills are going to Detroit Saturday morning, coming back Sunday after the game, then going back on Wednesday to play on Thursday. I see you smiling over there. <laughs> Uh, it was something something that you just asked me about about your last tweet ever. And uh, okay, Uh-oh. well, it's too late now. I gotta say it. So, 
uh, Charlie, if I had to ask you, like, what's one of the best OG tweets ever? You might come up with a couple, and then you might think of one from the Los Angeles Chargers. Do you know what I'm referring to? Uh, I do because I just saw it. Um, uh, I know which one it is now. I can't find it again. Okay, so they tweeted, I mean, like, like a 2007 maybe before they were even like the Chargers account. It was appeared to be somebody, you know, out for a night of drinking, said something about about finding their wife and going to P.F. Chang's. And just now that that Chargers just tweeted, if this is really it, I'm going to find my wife and head to P.F. Chang's. (laughs) Unbelievable callback. You know, I will say Chargers Twitter, if you don't follow Chargers Twitter, they are pretty pretty good. Almost as good as the Bills or, or Sabres social medias on Twitter. They're pretty good, too. Yeah, this um, is okay. February 19, 2007. So hungry. Need to find my wife and head to PF Changs at Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need they need to find a wife somewhere cuz they're still they're in like a trouble over there in LA with the Rams. Um but Nick back to Detroit, man. I mean, sorry for so you... rudely interrupting. No, you're good. You're good. I mean, this may be the end of Twitter as we know it. I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about in any way and relive any good memory that we can. Um, but so, so Jordan Porter should be back this week. I'm assuming he's been practicing out of the non-contact jersey. We don't know what's going on with Trey White. Maybe the game being moved to Detroit is actually a good sign for Tredavious White. Don't have to worry about weather. Don't have to worry about the snow, anything like that. Maybe he comes back a little bit this week. Let's face it, Buffalo's defense needs him. They they definitely need Poyer back, right? Um, the Vikings last week beat the Bills deep to the, the deep outside right. They were 4 for 4, 99 yards and a touchdown. That is Jordan Poyer territory. That's just the Justin Jefferson effect. It is, but that's also Jordan Poyer territory that I feel like if you have him back there, maybe they're three for four. Maybe there's no touchdown. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, you're not running DeMar Hamlin. Just and knock Johnson. down a pass for once. Stop trying to go for a pick. Just knock it down. you think they'd learn. You would think they would have learned. And it was Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis was on the team. Cam Lewis was on the team in Arizona. How do you mm-hmm. not knock it down? And by the way, for everybody saying that was the greatest catch of all time, it wasn't a great catch. The fact that Cam Lewis was there was the only reason Jefferson caught the ball. Cam Lewis right. stopped all the momentum of the ball, and then Jefferson was basically, you know, in free fall, being like, "Oh, hey, I'll take the ball." Let if Cam Lewis it. wasn't in that position, that ball probably does not get caught. Hundred percent. You know, or or it's close. I mean, Diggs had a great, and it sucks, right? Going back similar to the Arizona game, Diggs had a great one hand to catch that, in my opinion, was. Way better than he did. He also had uh, what's probably a drop right before the drive where Jefferson had his catch. Yes, yes. But again, that Jefferson catch came on fourth and 18. You can't allow that on fourth and 18. Can't allow it. It's just, it's frustrating, man. This is a a game the Bills should have won. Now, needless to say, you're in a must win situation with Cleveland coming to quote unquote town. You have to win. You have to find a way to win. You're a game out now behind the Jets. You're a game behind the Dolphins, which I think they make both those up back in Buffalo. Um, You're out of first place in the division. I mean, you could kiss home field advantage goodbye right now. you got to find a way to get some wins. Good, Good run game against Cleveland. Decent defense. Not a great defense. Decent defense. Um, 
I feel like Buffalo can exploit them in, in many ways. Very good pass rush, though, in Cleveland. This may be a game that you, we see Josh Allen go back to what he did with another team that has a very good pass rush in, in the Rams. One, two, three, out. One, two, three, out. Get the ball out quickly. That's what I feel like he's going to have to do this week, which he should have been doing all along. But I feel like that's what we're going to have to see more of Josh Allen do this week. Maybe 250 yards passing. Give me three touchdowns, 250. I will be a happy camper. That sounds good. I, would I mean, I would that. take that any day. Yeah. Take that any day. Um, I, I mean, and, and you, Josh Allen, he's also find ways to cut down on the red zone interceptions. Mm-hmm. That, that's the red zone stinks. I mean, it stinks in general, right? But yeah. Josh Allen's had four interceptions in the red zone in the last three games. In his previous 67 games, Nick, he's had two. Two. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen needs to be better. Now, I'm not. I'm still not putting all the blame on Josh. Like I think Josh Allen is to blame, even though a lot of the the, the media folks in Buffalo don't want to put any blame on Josh Allen. Josh Allen is to blame. Josh Allen is the one making the decisions. The two interceptions in the Jets game were absolutely atrocious. Should have never happened, Pat. One, I don't know how we didn't see the, the the defender just standing there. Two, I don't know how he just throws the ball, literally just throws the ball right to Sauce Gardner. Um, I mean, wide open. Josh has to find a way to cut down on, on the interceptions, cut down on the turnovers. Buffalo needs to find a way to run the ball. I think Buffalo wins this week. I think they win on Thanksgiving. I think we see a different Buffalo Bills team from this point forward. Until they get OBJ, and then the the wagon's going to keep circling and circling and circling. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's just keep moving forward here. Question for you: Are you starting to get worried about Chadavis White? Yes. I talked about this with uh, some friends last week. Yeah, I, I mean, is it mental? Sean McDermott's giving some weird answers. So fill some people in on, on that, Nick. I mean, you've probably listened to more of those press conferences than I have. What has Sean McDermott really said about Tredavious White? All right. Actually, you know what here, Charlie, keep, keep talking about White. Let me look this up real quick, all right? Okay. So for those of you who – I mean, Tredavious White came back, what, three, four weeks ago, Nick? Um, you know, was activated off IR, came back. He's been practicing. He's looked – you know, he's been out of a non-contact jersey in practice from what I've seen. So as far as – why he is not playing, we have not really gotten a solid answer from Sean McDermott. But there has to be a reason why Tredavious White is not playing. Is it mental? Is he maybe just still not feeling right? I mean, they acted him off of IR. They activated him off of IR for a reason. They had to feel like the doctor said, "Okay, everything's good to go." They took their time. They waited till the last minute to activate him. So why is Tredavious White not playing? Just really not getting any straight answers from Sean McDermott. But, mm-hmm. Nick, well, really, what is All right, so, so let, let's go back in the history a little bit. We know Tredavious White uh, is very passionate about what he does, and we also know that he takes things, like, extremely hard. So right when he got hurt, Sean McDermott and some of the Bills guys made a real point to, like, say how proud they were for him. He's so excited he's going to be back, how much, they, you know, they love him, they're supporting him. And, you know, it, knowing Trey and then seeing 
you know how this normally goes for it's like it was like oh that was something that just stuck out to me like, a little bit like wow they he must be down in the dumps a little bit because they're like really going the extra mile here for him right and then we don't hear anything no updates nothing anything nothing about this guy all summer his rehab uh as we talked about was like a little bit slower than expected he went on the pup list maybe maybe some people said that come more than others anyway she's still it's just like it's all quiet sean mcdermott doesn't want to talk about it then tredavis white gets activated he had to be activated and he's he's back to practice and he gives a press conference right his first press conference since the injury and he's 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 got, you know, all, all the usual quotes, blah, blah, blah. Then he, then he says, um, he goes, I'm, a, I'm my own worst critic. It was a testament of me getting out of a slump. The first few months were very hard, a very depressing time. Locked up in my basement. Guys from the facility had to come drag me out of there. The first few weeks, it was tough. And then the follow-up question, someone asked him, they had to drag you out? White, quote, like I said, this was unfamiliar territory for me. It was challenging, but I'm making it through and still getting through it now. I still have days, but better days than not. It's good to have guys like Micah Hyde back. I can see him. He has ultra, ultra, ultra confidence and has raised my spirits up. All super weird. So he's he's still not playing. Somebody asked McDermott um, earlier this week. McDermott says, quote, I'm not going to get into physical versus mental. He's just not in a position where he's ready. So something is very up as far as I'm concerned. If a guy is, you know, struggling mentally, like maybe that's not for us to like get into here, or at least like we don't have a lot of expertise on what's going on between his ears. But to me, something is up and it's, it's, I don't know if he's, you know, he looks good when he's on the practice field, at least as far as we can see. So it doesn't appear that he's, Holding back, it doesn't appear that he's got some mental block. He's not ready to run 100%. I really don't know what it is. Um, I maybe it, it's it's a case of well, I don't even want to say this, but like like Vontae Davis ended up giving some quote about how he just knew he, you know, tackling large humans is is really difficult, and he just knew he wasn't in a position to put his body on the line like that anymore so he quit and yeah i don't know like if i if, if you travis white hasn't really been hurt bad before so football is a violent game and at some point you just realize my body doesn't have to hurt anymore so i don't know i have no idea it could be something we're totally wrong it just it just it's just a weird situation if you want to find something weird it's there to be found maybe i'm reading too much into it that's what people podcast do. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> no, I, you know, I thought the same thing, right? I thought that one thing with Trey White is that it's definitely a mental thing, right? You're coming back from an ACL in his position, you know, the legs are always moving and, and he's one of the best defensive backs in the league at his position. Maybe he feels like he's lost a step right now and he doesn't think he can do it. Maybe he needs that. Maybe he needs some, in all honesty, Maybe the best thing for him, Nick is game time. You know, it would be real nice if the Bills could. Uh, well, all right. He, I mean, he's not going to dress, but like if they could get up real big and maybe get him some, you know, some low energy time. Some uh, what am I? What am I trying to say here? Garbage time. Yeah, I mean, just low, energy <laughs> low energy time. Low energy time. Low energy Jeb. 
<laughs> the Bills run a lot of zone defense as it is. You know, not not a ton of man. Um, I, I think he'd be fine in his zone type of scheme. Maybe, maybe they only put him in for zone plays. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do, what they decide to do. But they got to find a way to utilize him and get him in to game speed situations. Mm-hmm. From everything I've seen, now I was watching some videos this week um, on the old Twitter machine with good machine. Yeah, right. With, used to be a uh, good with, machine. I used to be. Who knows, who knows what it's going to be now. Uh, with Poyer uh, coming back, and Poyer looks fine. Jadavius White is right behind him in line, and he's doing just fine. You know, let me ask you this. Do you think it's a Jadavius White issue, or do you think it's a coaching staff issue? Do you think maybe the coaches don't feel like he's ready, or the coaches are trying to hold him out as long as possible to make sure he is healthy for – if they make the playoffs. You know, I wonder that too, if, if they want them just to be fresh, be ready to go. Thanksgiving would be a full year. I, I see, you know, the nice symbolism of coming back on Thanksgiving after getting hurt last Thanksgiving. At some point you're just losing games and, you know, they really could have used Travis White out there against Justin Jefferson. So whatever the reason is, like it's getting kind of old, like it's getting time to put up or shut up. I mean, that's the game that I thought for sure they were using him in. Did was you try Thanksgiving game? No, it was the Vikings game. Oh. And when he was not activated, I thought he would be the last one out of the tunnel. They weren't going to say <laughs> anything that he was playing or not. And here comes Davis White to end it. Truthfully, then Josh Allen got hurt against the Jets, and I thought, all right, maybe they're going to mix it up and announce the offense and not tell anyone that Josh Allen is starting. And then, boom, here comes Josh Allen out of the tunnel. The place erupts. Josh Allen throws later throws two picks in the red zone, and then everyone hates Josh Allen now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm very confused on this Trey White thing, and I'm I'm a little worried because look, Dane Jackson's I, I think Dane Jackson's played good ball this year. I think Christian Bedford has been a very good fun story as your as your quarterback too. Not sold on Elam yet. Benford has looked better this year. I agree. I think so. I think I, so. And I'm still high on Elam long term for the record, but he's he's having some growing pains. Yeah, he's definitely not the guy that I'm looking at right now as, um, you know, who, who I feel like, hey, if Tredavious White just for some reason pulls a um, Monte Davis and walks off the field <laughs> at halftime. Yeah, I don't feel some with... bad juju out there right now. I I'm just saying. I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. I, I don't see Kyrie Elam being my guy. That I'm like, oh, it's fine. Kyrie Elam can step into that spot. I. But truthfully, right now, my biggest thing right now is getting back Jordan Poyer. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Listen, put a brace on. Do what you got to do. They put a the brace field. on him in Madden. He's got a brace on his elbow in Madden now. So... <laughs> they do that. Yeah, dude. I don't play Madden like that anymore. That's funny. Yeah, man. I, 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 you know, I got my franchise mode going, and I got Porter back there. He's got this big brace on his arm now. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Like I'll they updated live on. based on real life. Yeah. So like as like things get updated in the league and injuries and all that shit. Yeah. So they put a. Can you put, put your brace right back in? He isn't. He isn't currently leading, <laughs> currently leading my my franchise uh, season uh, right now in interceptions. So, you know, how about he's looks fine. That? Okay. He's looked fine. Just fine. actually, right before we got on the podcast, I had a pick six with Tredavious White against the Packers. So it was a nice, uh, 
Nice way to go. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens with, 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 with that. Jordan Porter coming back, though, in my opinion, is huge. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Cam Lewis played bad at safety last week. No, I thought he played actually like sneaky good. One bad play. I didn't, and I didn't recognize that he was in there until yeah. the last play of the game. Well, one of the last plays of the game. Yeah. I mean, outside of that fourth and eighth, like he had a good game, I thought. Yeah. Um, one more thing for you, Nick. We're, I, we're, we'll wrap it up. Um, I know it's late. You probably got some snow blowing to do. You know, don't have to worry about that down here in Atlanta right now, but we'll Stop see. It's, it. It's currently about 28 degrees outside here, so a little bit of rain, anything can change. Um, just got to worry about the frost in my car in the morning when I leave. Um, you tweeted something today, Nick. I want to share it before Twitter goes down. Uh, and I just liked it. So want to get your opinion on this regarding the stadium, and I think you know where I'm going. Uh, from Nick Veronica, this is three hours ago. Uh, happy to welcome all new members to team hashtag build a dome though that likely wouldn't have saved Sunday's game in Buffalo if you really want to get crazy come party with team retractable roof party party so retractable roof is where it's at that's what I it's not my money so I can say whatever I want but it really (laughs) kind of is your money seemed like the, the team decided its best play was just do the cheapest option, get it done, and uh, have the billionaire spend as little as possible. Yeah, I mean, look, I think part of me is is on the side of, hey, remember that game against the Colts years ago and how much fun that was? And enjoying the, the, the rain or enjoying the snow and all that. But if you look at – how much better your team plays in a dome. Um, I think it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Like you build a dome and maybe you see a Super Bowl in Buffalo. I mean, just for uh, shits and giggles, right? Josh Allen, I say this earlier, I thought maybe not. Uh, Josh Allen's stats inside of a dome are just – he's undefeated inside of a dome. um, Really? In the regular season, yeah. Where did you see that? He had two interceptions. I'm trying to find where it was. Now I can't find it. Uh, there might be a filter on Pro Football Reference. Let me take a look. It might have been Warren Sharp, I think, tweeted it. Hmm. Um, I mean, listen, the thing the thing with moving the game here is like even if even if you know we knew with a hundred percent certainty it was gonna stop snowing by six PM Saturday and any planes could land, people could drive it, like whatever. If if we could even guarantee we could get people there safe, they're still not going to be able to dig out the seats in the stands like right away, like in time to get everybody in. So like no matter what, this was going to be weird. And it, I just don't understand why you a want to limit your 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 skill players that you pay all this money for. They pay Josh Allen, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars to throw amazing and be amazing and do offense and, and they're being limited by that. But really like you're subjecting your fans to that. And I know that billionaires in America don't have to care about, about the average person. Yeah. I mean, 
as long as people will still pay it, they don't have to care. And they they keep saying, you know, the it's going to be covered at the new stadium a little bit, and it's you know you're out of the elements. I'm like, the element people need protecting from is the cold. If the roof is still open, they're not protected from that. So it's, I mean, it's better for structural integrity of the thing. It's better fan experience. It's better for on field experience. The only thing is. Terry Pagula wants to see outdoor football, real football. I mean, okay, so if, cool. If, if, Do a retractable roof. You have amazing games when it's amazing, and you have amazing games when it's not amazing. I don't know. Like, right. the the only problem here is 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 uh, the paying for it. Look, if anyone really wants to know what the Bill Stadium is going to look like on the inside from field level, go look up the Tottenham Stadium. It's the exact same stadium. Hmm. You could put them right next to each other. They are twins. Right, you look at the pictures of the outside there, it's the same stadium. That overhang in the drawings that we saw are not the same as what they're gonna look like. If you want to see how far they're gonna go again, go look at the Tottenham Stadium, it's the exact same thing. Um, but back to what I was saying, Nick, real quick about Josh Allen and Dome. So Kevin uh from Cover One and the Going Deep podcast tweeted out saying Josh Allen in a true dome stadium is four and 1041 passing yards, 137 rushing yards. 76% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. Now, for those of you who are crazy and going with team retractable roof, Josh Allen is uh, two and two, 940 yards, 112 rushing yards, uh, 71% completion percentage, and eight touchdowns, two interceptions. One of those two losses came from a Hale Murray. I'm honestly surprised he's only played four dome games. Yeah, I'm assuming that this is just regular season because isn't yeah just regular season? Isn't the Texans a dome stadium? I think. I thought maybe not, but it, I mean, if it is, I mean that that's a loss in the playoff game. But if you're looking at regular season, I mean, look, Josh Allen's numbers in the dome are much better than a tactical roofer in a. Uh, um, um, you know, an element type of stadium, you know, like where the bills are now. Hmm. Something to keep an eye on though. I'll be curious to see what Josh Allen we get. I mean, in all honesty, when I heard that it was moved to Detroit, was I angry? Yes. However, was I a little jubilant? Yes, because I know how much better we have seen Josh Allen in a dome, i.e. last year at Thanksgiving in New Orleans, i.e. two years ago at Thanksgiving in Dallas, right? Josh Allen is just a different animal inside of a dome, and I'm excited to see which Josh Allen we get. I don't think we need a full, healthy Josh Allen, um, you know. but if we can get a 95%, 90% Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen goes off, and I think the Bills get a big win against the Browns. You got a prediction for me? Uh, 31-17. 31-17. Okay. Um, let's see here. I think the Browns are going to keep up a little bit more than people think. Uh, I'm going to go Bills 26, Browns 22. You, let's not make it that close. My heart after last week cannot take another nail-biting game, please. I don't I don't want that. Don't shrug your shoulders at me. I don't want that, Nick. <laughs> don't put that out in the universe. I want the Bills to get away from away in this game early and just be able to hold on to a lead in the second half. That's all I care about. And 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 better play calling in the second half, Ken. If Ken Dorsey is listening, Ken, fix your play calling. Um Nick, before we sign off for the week, do you want to give a 
Shout out to our friends Ethos. Actually, they're right on your hat right there. How about that? Ethos Performance Rehab. Uh, I think they're even trying to stay open during the snowstorm. Wow. Uh, Dedication. That is dedication to you, the client. As long as you can get in, they want to try to be open for you. Um, but they, they work with uh, any anyone who is rehabbing an injury, any athlete who has a nagging problem, who wants to get a little bit stronger in a certain area, who wants better balance, who wants better performance, who wants better recovery. Eat those performance rehab. It knows what you need. They do one-on-one. Every client, every time is one-on-one. You go in. Charlie, you've been to physical therapy. Okay. You go there. They say, do this exercise. And then you don't hear from therapist for 15 minutes. All right. Mm-hmm. This is one on one the entire time watching every, you know, you think you're doing it right. And they say, okay, you're actually, you know, you're not hinging at the hips the right way. And you say, oh, I didn't even realize. And then one on one, it does make a difference. I promise. Ethos performance rehab, look them up, tell them the process sent you. I love those guys over at Ethos. I wish I was still in Buffalo to uh, get some rehab done. On Dr. My Matt and Dr. Zach. Yes, Dr. Matt has been incredible. You know, Knowing Dr. Matt personally, he has actually helped me out with some stuff virtually to help me rehab my shoulder and get my, my flexibility back. So Dr. Matt has been incredible. Uh, give the guys over at Ethos a call. Stop in. Hey, if you got nothing else to do during a snowstorm and you, know, you want to venture out, Take a ride over to Ethos. Maybe you're safe inside there. Uh, Nick, before we sign off, anything else for the people today? Uh, I have no Sabres takes other than I'm excited for UPL to come up and finally get some more of a chance. Okay. uh, Real quick, speaking of Sabres, how are you not mentioning that you are excited for Wednesday night, uh, 90s jersey night? Black and red is back, baby. Charlie, that's a given. That's a given. Love black the, and love red the black, is back. black and red. Like I am pumped for that game. I have my projector ready to go for outside for Wednesday. I'm going to throw that thing up outside. I got some cooking to do for Thanksgiving Wednesday night, but I'm going to have that projector going on the big screen. I want my whole neighborhood to see the best jerseys that there ever were in the NHL with wow. the black and red. Okay. I am pumped. Okay. I'm so pumped for that. But I, that that's all we got for y'all here today. Hopefully the Sabres turn around. Hopefully uh, the Sabres walk away with a big dub. Big game Saturday against the Maple Leafs. Uh, hopefully this weekend is a better weekend for Buffalo sports compared to last weekend. Uh, Buffalo went 0-3 across the board there in their major major sports in, in Buffalo. So hopefully that gets fixed this weekend. Hopefully the Sabres put the Leafs in their place and keep them looking like shit because – the least blow. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica. Follow him on Facebook at by Nick Veronica. As long as Twitter's still left, you can follow the process podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod or myself on Twitter at Chowit 68. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Y'all stay safe. Stay safe. Listen for some thunder snow. Cause I'm excited about that. I got some, it was amazing. I'm so jealous, but you know what, Nick, most importantly, remember to always trust the process. 